0: Welcome to episode sixteen of Run Talk SA. I'm Simon Parkinson. On the other end of the show is Brad Brown. How's it, Brad? Yeah, very good in yourself, Parky. I tell you what, I, I mean, we we start the show off every week by talking about our personal incidents. So let me reveal what happened this week. Last week I talked about my personal best, right? Yep. This week I didn't do time trial because business well took me out of town, and therefore I couldn't do time trial. However. What I did do on Saturday was return to a bunch of my mates at the Four Ways Running Club who said, come, we're going on a bit of a trail run. We're going to leave Four Ways Gardens. We're going to go on a 20K run through Chartwell towards Lanseria and then back home. A lot of bush, a lot of track, a lot of dirt road, and a bit of tar because we know you road runners need that. Anyway, the guy who took us got lost. <laughs> so, so, So my little... 19 20k run ended up being 28ks Um. and on the bush in the trail on the tracks and totally lost let me tell you i spent the rest of saturday saturday morning and afternoon feeling like i'd run a marathon just you know that exhausted feel (laughs) oh anyway brilliant (laughs) so 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 my my 40 odd k week ended up being like a 50 odd k week so um i was pretty chuffed with the total mileage but Not overly impressed with the bloke that took us on a wild goose chase towards Lanceria Airport. Uh, But tell us about your week.
1: Yeah, Parky, it it hasn't been bad still of coffee, which is a good thing. But I actually want to tell you something that happened a couple of weeks ago. I forgot to tell you last week. It was one of the the last race that I ran. I can't even remember what race it was. Uh, One of my pet peeves is people running with headphones in. Uh, at, at a race because I think right. you miss out on, on a lot of the sort of atmosphere and there were two girls running in front I was running with a couple of mates and there were two girls running in front of us They were obviously mates because uh, they started together and both had headphones in and about 3 k's into the run The one on the left turned to the one on the right and as loud as she could because obviously she had the music blaring She just screamed to the girl next to her thinking she was talking normally saying I really need to pee!
0: <laughs> that is fantastic I, you not. I must admit I've always I always laugh when, particularly on training runs when when you run past two people running together there's only two of them with headphones gone, exactly with headphones on and why bother meeting each other in the morning to go running if you're going to both wear a pair of headphones and, and listen to music as long as they're both listening to run talk SA we don't mind why exactly there we go <laughs> talking of which talking of which let's have a look at the show this week I caught up with the well, author, runner, and general all round good guy, um, and you will know this game his name uh, know this name should I say his name is Norrie Williamson, of course he is uh, very involved in coaching, Co- coaching not only runners in South Africa but coaching runners um, from around the world. Uh, he talked to me this week about how to stay informed, stay on top of your game, and actually achieve personal best and it 's all about the warm up it 's all about quality and not quantity. He made a huge, huge effort to explain to me that South Africans in particular are fixated on running huge distances, targeting between 60 and 160 kilometers per week uh, as a personal target and feeling at the end of that that they're there. They're at their fittest. They're at their peak. But in actual fact, they should be doing more quality track training, better warm-ups, and they should be looking to try and improve there as opposed to just doing distances. So really, really interesting talk. But on top of that, he is doing something really important uh, this coming Thursday, which is literally, in, if you're listening now, it could be today. It could have been, sadly, yesterday. But uh, this Thursday, the, uh, the 12th of September, at the Bedford View Virgin Active on the bottom sports field, he's doing like an interactive day, and uh, anyone can go along there. And he's helping or he's encouraging people to come along so he can help them in a practical running seminar. Uh, With spring, of course, fast approaching and the racing calendar beginning to fill up, uh, it's a perfect time, he reckons, perfect time of the year to start improving on your speed, efficiency, style, and reduce that risk of injury. And he's got all the answers. He talks about running faster. He talks about wearing the right shoe, securing your personal best, the importance of efficiency, and, of course, looking at your running style. So he'll be basically going through all of that on a one-on-one um, practical running seminar this coming Thursday. So it's not too late. And if you go to our website, Run Talk SA, you'll be able to find out exactly how you can actually enter. You can do it via our website. Just click on the link, and uh, it'll take you straight there.
1: Cool, Parky. And then last week, Tuesday, uh, Lindsay Perry, our coach and the Comrades coach, hosted a webinar Uh, on the Comrades Marathon. And uh, is Comrades for me is what it was called. And I've got a snippet of that webinar. It is live and available to you right now online. I'll give you the details on how you can actually access it at the end of the show today. But one of the questions I asked Lindsay is, can anybody run Comrades? So if somebody is listening to this now, and maybe they've just run a little bit or they don't have much of a running background is it possible for them to run comrades in 2014? And the, the answer is pretty interesting. So that's all coming up on this week's show. And of course,
0: it's uh, interesting to see that the entries have just opened for comrades. So now's the time you need to start trading. But enough of us. Let's speak to the experts. Welcome to
1: week 16 of Run Talk SA. Last week, Tuesday, uh, Lindsay Perry, the Comrades coach, and myself hosted a Comrades webinar called Is Comrades For Me? Uh, it was an hour-long live webinar, really interactive. If you missed it, make sure you get over to runtalksa.co.za forward slash Comrades webinar. Uh, one of the things that I asked Lindsay Perry was who can run Comrades Marathon? If you're sitting right now listening to this, realistically, is it possible for anyone to run Comrades next year? And this is what Lindsay had to say.
2: Yeah, so let's split that into answering it in two parts. The first part is, let's talk about the people who are, who, this is a bucket list item. They have done little to no running. Um, They've entered now or been goaded into doing it by a friend or or, or a family member or whatever. So we're talking about the people that are going to be skating it thin and, and what are the minimums? And right now, your focus should be on getting going and the the sort of motto that I always go by is the slower your build up the more sustainable the change and the greater your chance of getting through this without injury and if you can get through the next three months without an injury then you are 80 percent of the way to achieving your goal so right now don't go more than four days a week so I would be running three to four times a week I'd go 20 to 30 minutes and the less activity that you are currently doing at this moment the more of that 20 to 30 minutes should be taken up by walking so as an example if you are going from absolute zero to uh, Plan hero on the 1st of June then you should be doing about four minutes of walking to every one minute of running and every week you can change that so you go in in week two you would then do three minutes of of walk to every two minutes of running and then three minutes of running to every two minutes of walking so on and so forth and you slowly build up until in about three months time if you can be running between five and ten kilometers even with a little bit of walking in between that then you are really starting to get to a point where running a half marathon in January becomes really plausible running a marathon in late February early March becomes plausible and doing comrades in June becomes a possibility. If you are someone who is fairly active, um, that is currently doing running, um, or you want to do well in comrades, you've done well in half marathons and that sort of thing. Then, what your aim should be right now is building yourself up to do a marathon in November, December. And the reason why you want to do that is. Effectively, come next year, you don't want to be chasing seeding times. Because the big mistake that a lot of people that are serious about Comrades make, but especially those people that are real borderline cases for whatever medal it is that they're going for, they run a hard marathon somewhere in February and March. And then we need to recover from that effort. And for us, what we want to do is we want to get everyone to the 1st of March without injury, with nice tough legs, and able to do the major bit of training that's required for comrades. Um, and so yes, if, if you are running now then build up to a marathon by all means. If you've ne- never run before then we need to be patient and we will only just scratch on doing a marathon and sneaking in those qualifying times which I'm sure we'll touch on later. Um, because really when you get to March these are sort of your minimum time commitment that you, you're going to look at. You're going to be training between four and six days a week, and that'll depend entirely on your performance level. but if you're going in for the finish, your time commitment is really to be doing two to three one hour runs a week and then one to two runs of being two or between two and four hours a week, depending on, on exactly where we are in that time.
0: We're very, very happy this week to have on Run Talk SA um, the virtual coach for the Two Oceans, Norrie Williamson. Uh, Norrie, good to have you on the show. Tell me, let, let's go back into your running career. You started, of course, as a rugby player, um, but you went on to do a lot of long-distance running and, and have got a good pedigree for running, not only in South Africa, but now, of course, you've, you've, you've been known to be more as a coach more recently, but let's talk about the early days of your running career.
3: Well, yeah, I started off as uh, the smallest person in my class. And uh, because of my size and dumpiness, I ended up sitting on the bench against the All Blacks for a Scottish provincial rugby side. But when I came here, I was hoping to do rugby. And then I came across something called the Comrades Marathon. There was another race, it was called Two Oceans, but it was in Cape Town and I'm based in Durban. So, you know, obviously one used to take on the challenge of comrades. And that's how I actually got into running. Um, and I did my first comrades in 1981. Now, uh, from there, I went on to a point where I did a thousand kilometre race, 100k uh, a day for 10 days, 100 milers, and so on. And what I realized was that a person was relatively low talent could achieve much more than someone with with talent who didn't have a plan. And so my engineering background taught me to do analysis of things. And it's through analysis and planning and preparation and putting a program together um, that virtually everyone can achieve what they probably think is improbable. And And that's what... Got me into the coaching so
0: it is well. Would you say that everyone, uh, I mean, I know physically everyone can run, but I mean, there are a lot of people who just say to themselves, I can't run, I can't do this, it's not me, I've not got it in me. And do you think that given the opportunity and given a bit of pushing, that the bug can bite for literally anyone of any shape or size? I
3: would think that's, that's fairly... Uh, fairly true uh, and I think we've got a, a problem coming up and that problem is that you know uh, when I was at school we were taught basic skills in running and and jumping and throwing you had to do it in PE some people were good, I wasn't um, but you developed you were given some basic skills just as you're taught the alphabet when you start to learn to uh, read and write we don't get that in schools now. We've got a major problem coming up that kids can't even do a forward roll because the PE's programs aren't there and so on. Now, what I'm seeing with uh, adults is people who have been who haven't been taught to run correctly, uh, to land in the correct fashion, to hold themselves, and they have weak cores, and that means that they inherently are open to injuries. So if they're taught how to run properly, and they're given the basic skills, anyone can not only run, but enjoy running. And I think that's a key issue. For people who go out there, and let's be honest, running is not the easiest sport to get into, because it does take some adaption, Um, normally about two to three months when you're in it and you've had that runner's high, you go out to look for it again. And if you've done this correctly and you're progressing at the correct level, then that runner's high starts coming more frequently and more frequently. Unfortunately, not every day. But it does get to a point where you become obsessed with running or addicted to running.
0: Norrie you've touched on a couple of things there. And I mean, the first thing that comes to mind for me is uh, it's in the mind, is it not? You've got to set your mind to this. And once you've done that, you're sort of halfway there. Yes, yeah, sure, the physicality of running, uh, both short and long distance is going to play a huge part. But it's getting your mind into thinking, hang on, after the first kilometer or two, I will ease up on the breathing and the pain will go away and I will run into a routine of sorts once I start getting to a certain level of fitness. Uh, would, would, you, would I be correct in saying get the mind ready first and then start training slowly, slowly and then obviously achieving bigger distances at later stage? Well,
3: we could have a very, very long chat about this because you just gave away a hint there. You said after the first kilometer or two, you, your breathing gets normal and so on. And you see a lot of people, and particularly South Africans, will go out there and they will start too fast. You know, there used to be a case where you got in your car and you switched it on and you sat there and you let it heat up. That's why we should be treating our body, but we don't do that. So we start off too fast and then We have to wait for a kilometer or two to enjoy it if you start slow and if you think of all the good long runs you've had, you'll find that you started slow and built into it. And the same thing applies whether we're talking about starting to run in terms of, you know, beginning an exercise program or starting in any particular training session. You should always start very slow. And if you were to watch the Kenyans and I have the, um, the, the honor of being able to um, run with some Ethiopians and Kenyans the day before a major marathon that I'm perhaps organi- or involved in the organization of or overseas. they're running at paces that are so slow and easy the day before, and in their warm-up, but they'll go out there and they'll hammer 42 times sub-3 kilometers on race space. So you've given away a bit of a hint there. That You personally are probably going off too fast in the start, as do 90% of the runners. Is it a mind game? Yes. Of course it becomes uh, a mind game later, um, with the distance you have to achieve. And certainly Comrades is probably 70%, 80% of a mind game.
0: Yes, yes.
3: you know, and, and 100 miles, let me tell you, and this is the difference, you see, this is the difference between a 10K race. A 10K race, you will start asking your, yourself the question, what the, am I doing this for at 7K? And you'll last until about 9K, and you know you're going to finish, so you'll go ahead. In the marathon, it happens at about thirty two, thirty five 35Ks. What am I doing here? In Comrades, it starts at about 60Ks sixty four Ks and you start asking that question. But the trouble is you've got another twenty six Ks to go. And in a hundred miler you ask at seventy miles. What am I doing this for? And you've got fifty kilometers to go. So there the longer the distance the more the mind plays in the in your success and in your performance.
0: Uh, I will answer a question for you, and you've put that very succinctly, and I think a lot of people, I would say that uh, you said 90%, I'm going to count myself sadly in that 90%, and guilty as charged, run off at 100 miles an hour, wondering why I'm feeling so exhausted after two kilometers. Uh, A warm-up is certainly something I think a lot of runners don't do, and maybe you could touch for me on on the warm down, because from what I believe, that's just as important.
3: Yeah, look, a warm down is important, or a cool down, as we call it, is important, but perhaps not quite so, so much. Now, by that, I don't mean uh, you're doing track intervals, as I was this morning, and then you stop and that's it. Of course, you you wind down. But that's not, um, in my mind, as important as having a really slow warm-up. Um and I think that's very important. I want to give some sort of guidance as to what sort of pace that warm-up should be, and even your long runs. Your long runs should either be at about 180 heartbeats minus your age, or add a minute uh, or a bit more than a minute to your best marathon time if you're a uh, if you're a marathoner. If you're uh, a 10K running, then you're looking at probably. Uh, 90 seconds per kilometre slower than your best 10K uh, time. So those are the sort of places that you should be doing when it's easy. And you see South Africans look and are taught to look at the bottom line of their training diary. And they're taught, the bigger that number is at the end of the week, the better it is. And that's totally false. Because the value of a kilometre changes depending on the intensity that you're doing that kilometre. So, for instance, if you're doing uh, a 10K at, at uh, this pace, then a kilometre is a kilometre. But if you're running at 10K pace, then a kilometre is probably worth about 2 kilometres, 3 kilometres. Absolutely. Okay? Yep. If you're running at 5K pace, it's, it's worth about 4 to 6 kilometres per, per kilometre you're running. So if you're running 5K pace, um, and you're doing 3Ks, then you're doing you know, probably 15Ks uh, in training. You're 15 long, slow distance case. Yes. Um, and if you're running at your mile pace, every every kilometer you do at your mile pace, is, is probably worth about eight kilometers, 8 kilometers. So, you know, we get hung up on this magic figure of 70 kilometers a week or... 100 kilometers a week. and some people, it has to be 100 miles, 160 K a week. That's absolutely un, uh, not required. Um, and it's unreasonable for the average person who has family, business, um, you know, social commitments to do. And so we're burning ourselves out before we even get to the races.
0: And do you think...
3: In the th- 80s, in the next hour.
0: So I was just going to say, do you think this more, I mean, you've touched on South African quite a few times there. Do you think this is more of a South African problem than, than any other country?
3: Well, let me tell you that I do a lot of coaching in Dubai, um, and frequently, so over the last three years. There, let me tell you that we had a 100 people for a tax session. Eight of them were over the age of 50, women over the age of 50 doing track session. The number of rigid shoes that we had there were three pairs. Okay? Um, 65% of those people won a faster second half. Training has changed completely in the last three years, and they're nearly all doing PBs. There's a guy who's 58 who is now doing a faster time. When when we started, he couldn't spend four hours. He's now doing three hours, 20 for a, a marathon. His half marathon best uh, last year, or sorry, early this year, was uh, 1 hour uh, 33. Uh, I mean, this is dramatic change because they're not looking at what the distance is, they're looking at what the quality is and mixing quality and getting a gearbox of speed by doing a variety of. Things. That's the important thing. Plus, they have the shoes, they have the equipment, and they're being taught how to run correctly, efficiently. And by running efficiently, you reduce the risk of injuries. And there is no such thing, I'll get hammered for this, I know by some people who haven't uh, necessarily caught on to what I'm saying, but there is no such thing as a running injury. Injuries come because of your structure. And this is very exciting for me as a structural engineer, but uh, it's what we do in the, I don't know, let's call them 16 hours a day. Yes. That we sit around, lie around and work, and not the one hour a day that we go for a training run. The training run highlights to us the problems that we have in a structure, in our structure. And everyone is different. And the unfortunate thing is the change in our lifestyle over the past four decades is actually causing us to get more injuries. And we're lucky we're runners because it highlights those problems. And if we weren't runners, we will get to retirement age, and that's probably 40 years of work, for we've planned ahead to have a great retirement, and we're going to be the most painful, Retirement that one could think of, and that retirement now is lasting longer, or <laughs> longer.
0: Okay, you make a good point. So, I mean, I, I'd like you to touch on. Uh, I mean, there's a couple of other things I'd like to t- ask you to touch on. I mean, we talked about running. Uh, I mean, core comes into this, and everyone's talking about in 2014. I've got to do core training. It's going to make me quicker. It's going to help my PB. Uh, I know that's what you're going to be talking about at your various seminars coming up this week, and. Uh, uh, later on in Cape Town. But uh, tell me a little bit about core training and your philosophy on that.
3: The core is incredibly important in running. In fact, in life in general, because the core is where the reproduction system is and that's why it is the strongest area in the body. It protects the, the ongoing uh, development of the species. Now, when you're running, you should actually, if people talk about running and they think about it as going forward. It's not, it's actually about putting the foot down below the centre of gravity and pushing backwards. It's the push backwards that moves you forward. It's not putting your foot as far forward as possible. So the core becomes almost like the pivot point to your running. And it's important to understand that you have to develop that out. Now, the problem is that with all the computers and all the time we sit in the car and we lounge and watch television, our core is getting weaker and weaker and weaker. Go back 20 years and people sitting in a desk would get up and walk around and pass a piece of paper. Now we type type up an email to the guy that's just opposite in the office. So we don't get the same amount of exercise. Our cores become weaker. Plus, rigid shoes don't allow us to run correctly. So we're actually looking more and more like robots doing circling with these rigid shoes instead of landing on the ball of our feet and moving forward using our core. So the core is absolutely key to anyone running efficiently. The other thing is that by doing core work, you're going to take out some of those imbalances that we create through our sedentary-type approach to life. And that comes back to what I was saying about it's not just about the running, it's about your future retirement. It's about your future life. The only reason that those injuries happen in running is because you're out of balance, and by landing on your foot and taking three times your body weight, you're overusing those particular muscles or ligaments or soft tissue and that's where all the injuries start off from because of of the imbalances that we generate through our life. If we can get stronger in the core and get our structure correct then the number of injuries will reduce.
0: Nori, you've got all of these uh, topics under under uh, discussion in your upcoming sem- seminar this week on Thursday, the, uh, the 12th of September, and that's at the Bedford View Virgin Active on the the, the bottom sports field, 101 from Buren Road in Bedford View from 6 o'clock. Uh, how can people uh, find out more about this, and how much will it cost them to uh, to come along to your um, your seminar this coming Thursday?
3: Well, the... The only way to book is actually through the website, and I'm sure you would be able to uh, put that website address on the uh, uh, on the podcast at the end or on your mail. Um, and that's where the booking is, is taken. It costs 60 rand, and uh, for kids it's 40 rand because, you know, again, kids need to learn how to, to run. We'll be doing it at the practical, so it's not a talk, it's actually a get out there and yet talk about what the warm-up pace is. let's show you how to run, let's talk about the shoes and show you why some shoes work uh, for uh, us, and remember the, the, the shoes um, that are suitable for people who are 100 kgs plus 6 foot, live in America um, and are just going out there jogging is totally different from the running shoes that people who want to break five hours need to use. Uh, So we will talk about that and why we've been guided into the incorrect shoes by so many uh, stores in South Africa. And we'll actually be going out there and doing it. It's for a 90-minute to two-hour session, and uh, everyone is welcome along. I think it doesn't matter what standard you are, you will find us, of benefit to uh, There's also one in Cape Town on the holiday uh, the 24th of September and that's been organised by Varsity Old Boys. Uh, so for anyone in Cape Town area welcome to get hold of them and make an arrangement uh, with them. Uh,
0: Norrie Williamson, thank you very much for speaking to us. It's been an absolute right, pleasure.
3: I'm going, to, I'm going to leave you with just a small thought. Anyone can get faster with just two things. Only two things you have to do to get faster increase your stride length, increase the stride's permit.
0: So that's it for week 16 of Run Talk SA. Of course, we always like your comments. And uh, you can get those into us by simply going to our website. It's www.runtalksa.ca.za. You can also send us all sorts of information via our email address, and that's podcast at podcast.runtalksa.ca.za. And we're literally looking for those anecdotal stories that you experience every week, you hear about, you engage with, you are part of, every week in your running circles, wherever you are around South Africa. Tell us about what's going on. Tell us about the runs. Tell us about the excitement. and Tell us about the funny things that uh, happen every week in your running circle. We really, really do want to hear from you. Brad, uh, what do you reckon? Next week, we've got more
1: action, more fun, and more running tips to help South Africa go into the season. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I just I love putting these things together and, and love hearing from, from people who listen to the show. We're also pretty active on social media, too. Uh, if you want to follow us, you can on Twitter at RunTalkSA. You can like us on Facebook as well. There's always lots of content on our Facebook page. Uh, just go to facebook.com forward slash RunTalkSA. And uh, that's snippets of the video from the, or the audio from the video. Uh, from the webinar that Lindsay Perry and I did uh, a week ago on Comrades. All you need to do if you want to access that video is get over to runtalksa.co.za forward slash Comrades webinar. It's an hour-long video. There's some great tips if you're a novice or if you're thinking about doing Comrades. Uh, Lindsay is phenomenal. So there's a couple of what you should be doing now moments, uh, like what's the major time commitment, uh, how much do you have to put in in the build-up to Comrades. Go check it out. Runtalksa.co.za forward slash comrades webinar and that's about it Parky so until next week from myself Brad Brown have yourself a great week and from me Simon Parkinson just one quick reminder if you
0: do want to join uh, Norrie Williamson it's uh, Thursday the 12th of September Bedford View Virgin Active you can click onto our website get all the details 60 Ram for adults uh, 40 Ram for children under the age of 16 find out how to run faster wear the right shoes secure your PB for this year look at your running style And, of course, it's a full-on 90-minute practical running seminar. That's happening this Thursday. From me, Simon Parkinson, have a fantastic weekend and enjoy your running. We'll speak to you next week.